greetings and peace. It is I, Asar Tare, a Aboriginal indigenous on the land called America, but is in actuality Turtle Island, a Mexum that was conquered by unethical war tactics. Today, I'm going to be uh, discussing a very important topic, uh, and that topic is dealing with trust and how trust being private can substitute the need for a public form of conveyance or identification for purposes of a passport to board a plane to go international what does it take in order for you to go international with your uh, whatever business you have to administer or adhere to in another country or another nation how can you go without a passport because a passport is evidence of ownership it's evidence of citizenship but but the word citizen means a subject a subject is a slave a slave is a person who is owned so for you to have a passport you would belong to the government who owns you or owns that name on that piece of paper that name on that piece of paper is public it always has been and it always will be that's why everybody's using it to cause you uh, your sweat and tears and labor because your labor is valuable it is currency your energy has been claimed but how do you rebut the claim how do you rebut the presumption that your energy in your body does not belong to your government and it does not belong to any other deity or being or human being on the planet how can you prove this in law well I think 
you can prove this from from a very basic perspective you can prove and disprove any and all claims through the contract the contract is the basis it is the law it is the agreement it's what binds all parties if you have a look at your contract your contract con meaning against war you look at your contract it was the contract entered into willingly freely by a competent adult without the age of minority and the disabilities of minority the disabilities of minority is a very important factor when it comes to dealing with contracts if you the contract party were not competent were not lawfully cognizant of the agreement that you entered into it can be construed as fraud at a very basic level according to the uniform commercial code to which I don't deal with because I am in the private I don't deal in commerce because commerce is the public and I don't deal with Federal Reserve notes and I don't deal with other paper currency because it's in the public and I'm in the private and I can't enter into the public unless I do so in an official capacity now as an official capacity what do I mean by that I mean an official capacity is my responsibility to the contract my obligation my agreement the agreement is binding so what did you agree to did you know you agreed to it well then it's fraud fraud violates the contract at a very basic fundamental level if you are not a lawyer then why are you signing legal documents you cannot sign a legal document because that is a private invitation only licensing organization known as the British Accreditation Registry Registry Regis Registry that means something is registered the term registered in Black's Law Dictionary amounts to surrendering. So, did you surrender to the British? No, but during the American Revolutionary War, we had some people surrender. And they weren't 
very forthcoming about coming back to tell us either. As a matter of fact, they conspired to destroy our entire government. The lawyers. Because that's who's all doing this. That's who's plaguing our society. Even the prophets such as the prophet known as Jesus but was really Tammuz Tammuz is the original name Yeshua is a different name because it's a different language and Jesus is also a different name and a different language but who is the original some say Horus some say Osiris some people just say whatever comes to their mind because they're truly ignorant but they do not take the time out to do the research and that is called ignorance the act of not knowing the facts. So, when you act without knowing the facts in law, you are acting in an official capacity at that time because at that moment, you are in agreement with the contract what's the contract the offer they're offering you a contract that's a contract right there so you got two contracts all contracts don't have to be on paper they don't have to be express when it's express it's on paper when it's verbal it's uh it's as simple as a a law enforcement official approaching your vehicle and he begins to start selling you your your own guilt he sells you on your own fear so you're scared you're thinking you're going to get a ticket and forbid if you are of melanin skin and you are subscribing to the title of being black because in law the word black it has no standing in law you ever wonder why there's so many shootings of blacks? There's so many shootings. There's over 62 shootings of people of melanin skin. I've even taken time to put it on one of my websites. All 62 people who have died in the last uh, less than 20 years that were of dark skin, that were shot without a weapon. But you know what they all had in common? Every single one of them is that they were black. Their driver's license said they were black. Their birth certificate said that they were black. And any other document that they fill out fraudulently because they didn't do the research on the documents that they're filling out. Otherwise, they would know. They would know. 
that there is a legal definition for every document and for every agency that you, as the agent, contract with. You are the agent. You are not the name on your birth certificate. You are not the name on your driver's license. You are not the name on the social security card. Oh, oh, I'm crazy, huh? How, how do I get that idea? I have a simple, very simple, earth-shattering reality call experiment that you can do. Right now, you don't even got to go far. Just go into the bathroom. Take your driver's license. The one that has your name spelled. Take, take whatever document you have that has your name spelled the best. The way that you know it's your name. That you know that that name was given to you by your mama who passed down from her mama the same religious ceremony of participating in that religious ceremony of the birthing process which is a process in itself of legal ramifications to which you are not competent to participate in because you're not a lawyer you don't have an attorney's license. You not a judge. So therefore, why are you filling out information on behalf of a child that can't even open their eyes yet? At that moment, that child is surrendered and you and the father, you're signing as an informant. You are informing the government that there is a ward. There is an infant. There is a child. And they suffer from a disability of minority and at that point you are asking the government to take care of them because you aren't competent enough to do it yourself and that's what happens when you have a child children this is what happens it's just a cycle that you participate in without doing the research. I'm not saying don't do it. Even though there are ways to get around that. But even if you were competent enough to read the instructions for the certificate of live birth registration document. Then you would know. That you are supposed to sign as the guardian and not as the parent, not as the informant.
You would know that. Now you're sitting here wondering why you get tickets, why you're paying rent, why you got to get all these bills, and we don't have any money that has value behind it. At least on the public side. Of course, it's uh, some people out there is going to say, oh, it's all conspiracy. Okay, even if it were a conspiracy, you participated in it by your ignorant actions and inactions. Being lazy. You'd probably rather just go shopping. You probably would rather just go do things that don't amount to you bettering yourself at all. You bettering your family. You bettering people who are around you. If you're not going to better them, what's the purpose of being around them? But I'm going to get off of that soap opera because I called this episode because I wanted to express how to competently administer a official office like the police have the office of police officer he is a peace officer what makes a person a official a bond but what else makes a person an official? An oath. A oath to protect, an oath to serve, an oath to, to be obliged to perform the requirements of the contract. So, at a very basic level, if you can comprehend what I'm saying to you, you will start to realize, hey, maybe I need to be looking at the basics of contract law. Maybe I need to get a better understanding and overstanding and inner comprehension of that subject since I participate in it every day. And it's exactly what you should do because guess what? You're going to be contracting until the day you leave this planet. And you might even be contracting if you believe in life after the transformation. But this is just what you have to realize. Time is up. The, the government has been shut down for about two weeks now. You can't even call IRS and get an EIN number if you wanted to. Because I just tried to, to create a new trust. Luckily for me, I already have foreign trust that was created foreign to the United States. I'm glad I have those. Because with those... 
I have the power to function as a official instead of as a corporate slave on the driver's license that I am an agent for. That I am obligated by fiduciary responsibility that is caused by my participation or somebody else's participation on my behalf in a contract. That contract is very serious, folks. So, right now I'm going to talk to you about the most valuable contract that there is in our way of life, in our existence on our planet. It's called trust. Trust law. Trust law. It's the highest law that there is. Trust law in a state law is the highest law that there is, hands down. My proof, you want to know what my proof is, okay? What did I tell you you're doing when you get together with another individual and y'all decide to work out some sort of offer? some sort of acceptance and some sort of correspondence that is going to lead to the result of somebody gaining and somebody losing something. And in rare occasions, two people can gain something at the exact same moment. So, when your creator brought you your created instrument, whatever that may be, if you're a Muslim, under Islam, Sunni, Shiite, you had the Shahada law, okay, you got the, the Prophet Muhammad, okay, you got other uh, aspects, I'm not going to get all into that, okay, the Jewish people, you got the Tanakh, okay, uh, Christians and your many different denominations of that, you have a watered-down version of what the Jews have. And the Jews have a watered-down version of what the Egyptians had within the Dead Sea Scrolls and within the, de and within the, uh, the, the, the Imam Elish, uh, Imam Elish, I forget how to pronounce it exactly, but it's along that, it's along that, uh, along that wall of, uh, vibration. Anyway, so, with that in mind, trust law and a state law. It's the highest law that there is because it was established as a contract between your creator and the created. The Ten Commandments, those were a contract between man and God, his covenant. Okay? 
the 42 laws of Ma'at, which is where it was plagiarized from, the Declaration of Innocence before Netiru. Now that is where it came from. It was plagiarized and altered so that it wasn't plagiarized. Okay? So you, you want to know the truth and you want to know, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, time is up. You can't keep living a lie and you can't keep living false falsehoods. It's time for you to grow up and reach the age of adult. Because you can be 80 years old and still suffer from the disability of minority. What is the disability of minority? That is when the government has the legal authority and right to determine your life in any and every aspect of it. That is what you agreed to by signing as a parent on that birth certificate and by incorrectly filling out that social security card, that SS5 form for the social security administration form. That form was filled out incorrectly and because of that you are suffering people and you're going to continue to suffer it until you take time to research the laws and the manuals the internal revenue manual the constitution the maxims and principles of contracting the maxims and principles of equity the maxims and principles of trust and estate law this is what you need if you want to get a grip on your reality and, 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 and take it back from the world and the public. So everything is separated. They don't mix. They don't mix at all. You can't even mix them one little bit. You're either private or you're public, but there is no in-between. It cannot happen. It won't happen. And there's evidence of this. Whenever you see people go into courtroom and they call them sovereign citizens, when those people go inside of a courtroom and they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they're just doing it incorrectly because they listened to the wrong type of people that didn't tell them to go read a book, they just handed them a piece of paper and said, this is what I did, you go do it. That's not what you need to do. What you need to do is you got to get to the root. I learned from many years of researching to listen to my mentors so hard and so intently that the moment they drop any resources that they used to research before they came to me and, they, and blew my mind away with their intelligence and success, that is when... I started achieving because guess what? I have plenty of mentors of the greatest in the world at what they do. And there are some that I have surpassed. But I say that humbly because I work hard to be a servant. And that's exactly what I am. I am a servant and I am a service. 
I work for you. I work for the government. I work for the creator. I'm here. My office, my official capacity as a deity and a man body and a deity because my etheric being is very substantial and very dominant and oftentimes outgrows this tiny bottle body and there are people who are intuitive and they can recognize that my spirit is a lot bigger than my body appears to be they don't know what it is and they can't quite put their finger on it but they know something about me is special so how can you get on a airplane how can you cross the border how can you travel without public documents of a citizen slave subject to Britain because Britain is claiming to own everything and the, the Vatican is claiming to own everything so where do you come in and you rebut that claim where's your proof of claim Oh, that you got it in your hand? Yeah, seven-tenths of the law is possession, but guess what? It don't mean that you are private. You're still a slave and a puppet because you are claiming to be something that is on a piece of paper that is dead. It is a dead thing. It is not alive. It does not live. It does not breathe. It does not have blood. It does not defecate. It does not create things. You do that stuff. So you're in the private. And they're not going to ever tell you that. No lawyer will tell you that. They know it. No judge will tell you that. They know it. As a matter of fact, they were trained for years just to lie to you and make it seem like it's all about court. It's all about doing the right thing. It's all about crimes has nothing to do with none of that stuff. Everything that takes place is strictly financial in nature and deals directly with admirality. Admirality is at maritime law, the law of seas, the law of pirates, piracy. Piracy, papiacy. You see what I'm saying? It's all related. It's all related. And with a trust, that document is the highest, second highest piece of paper inside of a inside of trust law. The first highest would be a granting from a grantor or a settler. And that occurs at the creation of an estate. And when that state 
which is exactly the same thing as e-state. State and e-state are exactly the same thing. Look it up in Black's Law. Look it up on Google. Look it up on Bouvier's. There are so many different legal dictionaries that will validate that simple fact. So if you have an estate, that means that you technically are foreign. You are foreign because guess what? You're an you're a state. You're your own state. You fall up under Title 28 of the United States Code under Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act. You fall up under that. So when you occupy the office as a fiduciary, as a trustee, as a steward, as a executor, these are all trust offices. These are official capacities to which you are obligated to honor a specific contract that you agreed to do in the first place. Therefore, you deserve to get thrown in jail when you go into the courtroom and you surrender the property. You surrender that name. You violating the very trust that you just agreed to do that you didn't even do the research before you did it. You just did it because they walked up to you and said, hey, sign this. And you're like, oh, I got a baby. I got a baby. Instead of thinking, huh, well, what am I signing? What, what is this for? What will happen with this document when I sign it? Will I get a copy of this document? What happens to it when, that, when, when it's gone? These are the kind of questions that you need to know before you start doggone signing documents and whatnot. But let me get back to this uh, travel, travel exemption. So I'm going to take you to the international, the international law. I'm going to take you to the Hague Convention, the Hague Trust Convention. The Hague Trust Convention was uh, a convention on July of 1985, and it was on the laws that was uh, applying to the trust and what constitutes their being recognized as a valid trust and as a valid uh, office, I should say, which it's definitely an office because it's one of the only offices that you can enter without an oath, yet have the highest position. And you can also get into it without a bond, but I wouldn't recommend that, especially if you don't know what you're doing. I would recommend that you go into your uh, local state, a state's code and probate code and, and just read that, read that book, read that document and uh, immense yourself in it. 
focus and quit doing stupid stuff like watching TV. Quit doing stuff that's going to fry your brain. Take time out to make sure that you know what you're doing. Okay? Now, the Hague Convention was executed on 1985 and it was signed July 1st in the Netherlands. And it's been effective uh, on the 1st of January. 1st of January of 1992. And it was ratified by three states. One of those is not the United States, obviously, because the United States has malicious intent. They don't want you to do nothing like that. But there is a way, because they are signatories, there is a way to enforce your international trust if you take the time out to read about the Hague Convention and the law applicable to trust and their recognition. And the Hague Convention on trust is a multilateral treaty. It's a treaty. And it was developed by the Hague Conference on private international law. So you're not even functioning in the public. You're functioning in the private. Remember what I told you. You're private. You're not public. That license is public. That birth certificate is public although it has a private side to it it's still public because guess what people are using it every day without your express authorization but guess what if you aren't claiming your office and your responsibility then they have a right to do that okay so keep that in mind and uh, also, uh, it, it, it was concluded on the July 1st of 1985. That's when, the, uh, when it ended, and uh, it entered into its effect, its actual uh, implementation in January uh, the 1st of 1992. And... Uh, Because of that, you now have a international recognized, uh, not instructions, but, you know, just it, it outlines what you need to do. That's how you get a private acknowledgement to travel that's what you do okay once you do that you are now functioning in the office of trustee of executor of executrix you are you are competent you are no longer suffering from the disability of minority requiring the government to to manage your affairs because that's exactly what a minor is. They are incompetent. They cannot 
fill out paperwork. You can't even fill out paperwork because you're not a lawyer. And you're not an attorney. So stop trying to act like you are one. And stop rushing to uh to do every single contract that your filthy hands can come across, okay? Read the instructions, please. Read the instructions. Okay? Remember now, the condition of this Hague Convention, um, it, it involved 14 parties. But it was only ratified by three states. And the depository is located in the Netherlands. And it's called the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Okay? Now, the Hague Convention, uh, or HCCH, is abbreviated because it's combining uh, two different names. It's combining the English language and it's combining the French language together. So that's why, that's why it's HCCH, but it's only the Hague Convention on, you know what I'm saying, whatever trust or whatever uh, convention they're on, but they're the Hague Convention, okay? And... Uh, You know, each party has the ability to uh, recognize the existence and the validity of the trust. You know what I'm saying? So you got to keep that in mind. You got to look at what state you're in. You got to look at what country you're in, things like that. But at the same time, if it's private, you know, uh, the, the convention will relate to you and that trust and your obligation to the trust. To get overseas because that's where the trust is centrally functioning at. And guess what that means? Hey, you got a written trust instrument. They, there's nothing they can say to you. Because that's the, that's the faith and full credit clause of the Constitution. And that clause is included inside of every Constitution in the United States. And every Constitution in, in each of the states. The nation states. Uh, you know, nation of uh, Commonwealth Pennsylvania, uh, you know, New York, whatever nation state, if you're in the United States and if you're in Canada, then whatever province, you know, they all have local municipalities, but they are all subordinate to the majority. And the majority is the international law. Okay? That's the most important thing anybody will ever tell you. Now, uh, it would not apply to trusts which arise, usually in common law jurisdictions, uh, without a written trust instrument. So you can't just, you know, now remember I told you contracts can be verbal. And yeah, trust can be verbal too, but guess what? Not if you want to be recognized internationally because that's exactly what it says when you read. Okay? The convention sets out the characteristics of the trust. Under the convention, and even jurisdictions with considerable legal history relating to the trust will find this kind of difficult. So you gotta, uh, you know, gotta be careful. And the convention uh, is set out clear rules for determining the governing laws of the trust, with a cross-border element. 
That's the secret, people. That's your silver bullet around the passport, around the ID card, identification card. Because guess what? You're not the agent at this time. You are the authorized administrator. You're in a different official, a different office, a different official capacity of administration. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. There are some conflicts of law uh, and private international law. Okay? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chop it up, but you gotta do the research because if you, if you read the thing, read about the document, I promise you, you're gonna be traveling without a passport and people are gonna be looking at you like, how did you do that? And all you did was read the instructions. Okay, the preliminary issues that you're gonna run into is the characterization, uh, incidental questions. You know, the choice of law, the conflict of the United States, because the United States is a rogue government built on blood, murder, and uh, a whole lot of other atrocities committed against my ancestors and committed against me as well because I'm a victim. But, uh, you know, I don't hold it against them because I know that they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They think they do, but they really don't know what they're doing. Would you treat Jesus bad if you knew he was Jesus? No, you wouldn't. But guess what? They still hung him. Why? Because they didn't believe he was Jesus. They didn't believe it. They just thought, oh, he's just some, some nigga. This is just not the case. If he did exist. I'm not saying he did exist. I'm just saying... According to that particular account of uh, this savior entity that is supposed to be uh, locked into the trust of uh, redeeming mankind. But in actuality, did not say anywhere that he was here to redeem mankind, but to bring mankind the way. So that they may know the Father. They won't know the Father because guess what? They're worshipping the beast. They're worshipping the money. They're worshipping the TV. Worshipping the fast cars. Worshipping the fast fast life. The material things. That you can't bring with you. You can't take them with you. And when you're gone, that's it. You're gone. Unless, of course, you are made of uh, nine ether. But I'm not going to get into that. I don't feel like hearing y'all complaining. For those of you who are deficient and lacking in the ether department. But if you would like to know the truth, you just go into a little bit of my older podcast. And it would take a really, really respectful individual to admit the truth even though the truth is so harsh and so uh 
it's just so it's it's just so rough if you know what I'm saying if you if your whole life you're thinking that you're so righteous and you're so superior and then you find out well I'm really not superior he's superior but if he's superior then I've been hating him for nothing my whole life and that's where you'll be at you'll be at a state of nirvana You'll be a state of peace. You'll be a state of... You get it. Alright, you'll be in a state. And I ain't talking about the E-state. Well, you can access the E-state, which is the body. The body is the land. The land is what can take off the shoes... And go walking on the earth and leaving landmarks. Okay? Your landmarks make you a part of the land. And the composition of your earthly vessel, your earthly body, is also... Com comprised of earth elements and atomic molecular structure. You are a part of this planet and you are also a part of the water in the planet because guess what? The planet is 75% covered in what? The body has 75% of what? Okay. If you don't drink water, you get a headache. Why? Because guess what? It's fire. And, and what happens when you got fire? You got an eruption taking place in a mountain. The eruption taking place in your mountain of your mind is what causes you to uh, be able to function, you know? So, that's it for this video. I just wanted to explain that there is a way outside of the stupidity. You just gotta want it. And do some reading. Like, oh my goodness, it's free for it's free, okay? You just need a computer and Google. Google is the best. Okay, they, they spy on everybody and they give you your information up, but they're not as bad as Facebook, okay? I like Google. I really do because Google has taught me a lot. So I respect Google and I respect what they do. I respect Facebook too because they don't censor, uh, they don't censor me all the time when I say stuff that's real, even though it might hurt their feelings. They don't censor it. Now, they do censor me sometimes. I ain't gonna lie to you, but, you know, the censoring is evidence of corruption and, uh, you know, violation of the law uh, just to, and, 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 and the violation of your rights just to help their buddies 
in politics, you know? Because if you're not breaking the law, they have no reason to be censoring you unless, of course, what you're saying is false or what you're saying is derogatory. And even if that were the case, I was under the impression that life was about the freedom, such as the freedom to speak and the freedom, you know, to travel, you know, the the the, the basic freedoms that can't be taken from you because they were given to you by a creator who is superior to any and everything on this planet. I don't care who your creator is. He's superior because his trust was creation. His contract was creation. Her contract, whatever, it was creation, okay? It doesn't get better than that. Destruction is the opposite. So that would be the devil. So whoever does things that destroy, they have a devil inside of them, okay? Ain't devil ain't just one person. Lucifer might be one person. You know, and Satan, you know, some people say, well, what about Satan? Well, it's the word Satan, it means clay, okay? Uh, Shaitan means clay. So anybody can be Shaitan. But to be a devil is a embodiment or a it's a spirit. The spirit is a uh, a manifestation of thoughts that have conjured, and these thoughts that you have conjured have allowed your vessel to be open. And what happens is there are creatures, beings, spirits, whatever you want to call it, they're on this planet. Uh, you just can't see them because they're on another uh, vibrational frequency. You can't see them. Animals can see them. Dogs can see them. Cats can see them. You can't see them. You might see evidence of them. I can flat out see them. I can't see them that good, but I can see them. I'm telling you. I'm not crazy. I'm very intelligent. I ain't trying to toot my own horn. I just know from experience that I'm intelligent because guess what? I have figured out how to be a man and how to grow up and be an adult and how to function in the prop private like my creator instructed me to do. To go through life in the private and not go into the world. The world is uh, the harlot. It's sin. Lust. You know, things like that. I ain't saying that I don't lust. And I ain't saying I don't sin. But I don't use the term sin because I am not a Christian. I'm not a Muslim. I'm not any religion. I'm not religious. I'm a deity. My blood is old. It is old and it's tired. It ain't that tired though. It's tired of all of this destruction to my planet, to my blocking my sun out. It's just horrible, you know. Why not embrace creation and figure out a way to take mankind to new lengths?
Why can't we all work together? Why can't we all? If we work together, we probably would have UFOs built by now. Because teamwork, you'd be surprised what you can do. So that's it for this. Uh, that's it for this podcast. This is Asar Tare L. Uh, descendant of the Yamasi Native Americans and Washita, Cherokee, and many other Aboriginal from this land, Turtle Island, that y'all call America, with its many corporate legs that y'all call states. Okay, so that's it for this. Expressly deserving all liberties. Um, you may share, but I wouldn't advise it because people are going to look at you crazy if they don't have the kind of understanding that you have with me. But go check out that Hague Convention on trust law. And while you're at it, check out the Hague Convention on international law, international private law, and also look up the basics of the Hague Convention so you know what it is. Take the time out to do the due diligence. I promise you it will reflect.